Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestling Elitist Podcast. I'm your host this week, Sean Nash. You're hearing that right, this ain't no pipe dream. It's my show this week, so sit down, grab your finest bud, and let's get high and talk a little wrestling. Obviously, Big Daddy Chris off doing his fatherly duties. With all the Shazam promotion last night, Alex is probably somewhere in line, ready to check out that new movie. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, wherever you're listening to. Go to the other platforms, do the exact same. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell everyone. It's been grassroots as fuck with this podcast. We're going to keep it that way till we can make some real cheddar cheese off this. Follow us on all forms of social media, Wrestling Elitists on Twitter. Chris is always good to keep you guys abreast of the Twitter feeds. That's uh, all that's coming from our stuff. Uh, go straight to the websites, wrestlingelitist.com for all the articles, reviews, all the pods are there, everything. Chris is fantastic getting the ratings up. He's even gotten the um, ROH Honor Club shows up and running. That's pretty awesome. We've got that now to, to look forward to. Along with, he's got a nice little throwback to the Ultimate Challenge contract signing, uh, WWF Primetime, back before our mine and Alex's days, this uh, old, little, old little geezer we got on our on our hands here. But he's got some more wild stuff to come with WrestleMania on its way, um, even some stuff that I couldn't think of with a, with a joint in my hand. So can't wait for you guys all to read on that. Um, before we get into the, how the show is going to go and how it will be done, uh, I'd be remiss if I did not celebrate the holiday that is 316 today. Let's crack a Steve Weiser. Tomorrow's going to be St. Patrick's Day while you're listening to this. Let's crack a Steve Weiser and uh, get the show on the road. Let's race some hell this weekend. But like always, even with the guys gone, we're going to do some news or I'm going to do some news on my favorite match, moment, least favorite cringe what I'm looking forward to in the coming weeks, along with like, there's a couple extra things that would be nice to talk about. We'll talk about in the coming weeks when we're, when we're all back together, but uh, starting off with some, uh, some low key news. It seemed like yesterday, finally, the, uh, the announcement has become official forbidden door June 25th, Scotiabank arena in Toronto. It's, it's annoying how close it is and how unfortunate it is that I probably can't just cut it this year and uh, make uh, make that trip. But We've gone to Canada plenty of times, and uh, we'll be going back pretty soon. Uh, felt like a passing comment kind of throughout the whole show. It didn't really seem like uh, there was the the fanfare of last year. So, but last year the the inaugural one, so inaugural one. So, you know, you got to do it that way. But uh, Spectrum was a day off on the leak when it came out in February with them. They put out their pay per view schedule there they like everyone else were hoping for a saturday pay-per-view but tony khan is just not paying that rent so sunday it is get ready to call in on monday and uh let's watch some fantastic wrestling i think uh i can't even really begin to think really where what the matches will be i mean last year there were so many injuries so there's so many possibilities of things that we could have missed last year people still on the shelf now that aren't really being things being done with so we'll see um I don't know that you put MJF versus Okada in a champion versus champion. That just doesn't seem like it's going to go well for anyone. So we'll see. But uh, there was nine people in the main event last night who could be really good at uh, main eventing any of that. And uh, that was probably my match of, the, match of the night. The House of Black defeating the Elite and Jericho Appreciation Society. It, it was an okay dynamite overall. I think there was some... Some moments that just didn't seem like they uh, were up to snuff, but 
this was this was a fun match. I'm a little biased being I I've got to say Brody King is definitely my favorite wrestler at the moment, uh, probably in the last couple of years. He's just such a, a domineering force and just the the style, the look, the body art, everything screams big giant monster. And that's something that I've kind of missed in my my wrestling viewing time. I've I'm come from a world where Big Show has turned 15 times in two months and we got to figure out what he's doing now. So love that. Uh, everyone really got their shit in. Chris made a good point in our text thread. This could have just been an elite versus JAS match. The crowd was loving the uh, the hometown boys, uh, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho getting to, uh, to wall up again. Well, the Alpha and Omega back from like, I don't know, 2019 or 2020 back in uh, New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom. It feels so long ago now, but great seeing them all back and just... Uh, a uh, nice little, little tease at the end. Who knows what's coming with the the elites uh, coming, almost coming back to the aid of Hangman Page. Kenny was quick to kind of empty the ring after the show ended, but uh, see where that goes. That'll be interesting to see what's uh, what's ahead for the the uh, the elite boys and the lost Hangman. But um, still looking forward to this continued House of Black run. I there were some moments where almost could have seen a title change, but that would, just would have been awful for for their run, uh, the House of Black. So. Glad to see them continue with the belts. But uh, I think the best the best few minutes of the whole show really kind of started started off the show. So the best moments had to be when the four pillars came up, uh, aired all their grievances, and ruined that awful rebar mitzvah of MJF. That was about to be a quick cringe. Thankfully, they cut that shit a little early. Um, everyone got to speak some of their truths, except for I don't understand where Jungle Boy is really coming from. I don't know if some concertos took away some of his memory there, but he had some uh, a great tag team run, uh, some great matches. He's been on almost every pay-per-view. He's acting like he's been subjugated to dark and elevation for his whole career, but uh, just not quite true. Uh, I even, even for me, Sammy Guevara got a pop. Uh, him with some uh, self-realization that he is kind of just Jericho's body bag and uh, was forever going to be that. It, it, it worked. Um, still not the fan, but uh, it, that worked on me. Darby really stole the show, though. His heart for the company saying there'll never be a bidding war for Darby Allen. This is, this is where he can do what he wants to do, and, and he loves that. And his impression of all the uh, pissed-off AEW wrestlers' Twitter fingers was... Fantastic. Something just so crazy coming out of a little teenage looking guy with a half a face paint. But that probably comes from a lot of truth there. I mean, these wrestlers who have done everything they can in their life to get to this point, to to log onto their Twitter and see one of their coworkers just complaining about the place, dragging it because they're not getting what they want and they don't have the spot that they think they should have. That's got to wear at you. So I'm sure there's some some truth there that comes with that. But all four of these guys really put in great spots, and uh, I'm sure they can't really complain with what they, they've gotten through out at all. But uh, MJF, always good, gets his good retorts in. I'm truly surprised he didn't make some kind of uh, jab at, I guess it's a jab, it's kind of very dark here, but... Uh, you know, at, at, a, at a bar mitzvah, you might request a, a celebrity uh, actor or something, not um, like a dead celebrity's son. That's just, I was expecting some MJF to go that dark and that that uh, that vile, but he stayed away from it. And that's where my mind goes. So that what's that say about me? But I loved the, the little rip on uh, Sammy about getting engaged every other five months. Um, the, the reveal of his face, that was gruesome. His face is puffed up and... Uh, 
took me back a little bit to uh, the old Kane days when his mask came off and uh, they had all the the makeup on him to look scarred and burned and stuff. Just great work. And per per wrestling fashion, cakes brought down to the to the ring. Someone's face has got to go in that thing, and no better than that ugly piggy face of MJF. So got his cake, got to eat it too. Great little end to that. And uh, I'm looking forward to where that's going to go with the four pillars, whether it's a, a three-way to find the the next uh, contender or oh, just a straight-up four-way. will be fun. It's kind of been something that since the AEW began, we've the wrestling elitists have been clamoring for. So that'll be cool. Um, on, on to worse news. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of cringes that I probably could have gone with. Soraya's awful promo once again. Um, the bar mitzvah in total, that that long, uh, awful makeout session that MJF had to uh, give us all. But the the QTV TMZ ripoff just really did it for me. TMZ is already a cringe as it is. And if you're going to do some kind of imitation of it with QT Marshall, nonetheless, it just it's not going to not going to land for me. So uh, easy cringe right up the rip and uh, bad jokes. Bad, uh, but Batista light. Not, uh, not, uh, not anything new coming out of there. So just could always be done better. Would we've kind of been wishing Will Hobbs would just do something more on his own, or at least someone better than, especially QT Marshall makes zero sense. Uh, one redeeming quality, at least that last line, uh, welcome to Will's Will's world, bitch that you get a big beef slammer like that telling you, welcome into his world and calling you a bitch that puts shivers down your spine. And then that, uh, that spine's going straight to the pine. So. I'm interested to see what could happen with him. He's got a nice little match coming up with Phoenix, it sounds like. So the Clash of Styles are going to be cool there. But hopefully hopefully soon they will uh, drop QT Marshall and and that gang from Will Hobbs' future reign. Um, Yeah, so I'm I'm running through this. So I'm going to talk to you quickly about what I'm looking forward to. I'm not going to be here next week, so... I'm looking forward to a little little live impact wrestling that uh, Alex and I are going to across the border. It's always uh, always a fright crossing that uh, that bridge here. So we're going to get that done. We've been nothing but good boys, so we shouldn't have any kind of issue. Uh, it's sacrifice. I don't know. That's the pay-per-view. It's a Friday, so it, you never know with impact. It's been so long since I've watched, but always fun. We've gone to this place a couple of times, Border City Wrestling and St. Clair College, a uh, cool little place. Maybe do a little exploring and uh, just have fun. Our great white neighbors. Um, so great white North neighbors. And we'll just have a nice little fun time on a Friday. Uh, like I said too, the the Phoenix and Will Hobbs match, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, at least in ring style of what I know what's to come. That's, uh, that's going to be crazy to see those two just what Phoenix can do with the the big pound of flesh that is Will Hobbs and what Will Hobbs could do to Phoenix's little elastic body. And so with everything extra going on in the world, let's, let's get into it. Uh, this first thing I got to, uh, I got to relight up on this one. Uh, this makes zero sense to me. WWE is trying to legalize sports entertainment gambling. It's, it's blowing my mind here how this is going to work. Um, they're in talks with some state gambling regulators to get it all legalized on, on their matches. They're going to be working with Ernst & Young, EY, to secure match results. I guess uh, they work with uh, the Golden Globes and other um, polling election kind of um, result shows in the, uh, the, the celebrity world. And uh, they'll be notifying talent 
who's going to um, be in the match like an hour or a couple hours before of who's going to actually win. It's making no sense to me. I'm, uh, I'll continue to try and uh, smoke through it and figure it out, but uh, I don't know how that's going to work, how it's going to go, but gamble responsibly if you are. Um, and please just don't gamble on sports, entertainment, WWE. It's, it makes no sense. Uh, Great Muda getting inducted too. Speaking of WWE, their Hall of Fame, joining Rey Mysterio as uh, this year's inductee so far. Forever is going to be known for the Mist. True legend, uh, well deserved. A little before my time of uh, of wrestling watching in WCW, which was kind of on the outs as I was getting in, but it's always great to go back and watch some of his uh, some New Japan days and all of what he's done. Speaking of New Japan, Will Ospreay might be injured. Uh, he's got an apparent shoulder injury that's pulling him out of the New Japan Cup. Mark Davis is, is going to take his spot as an Aussie. Go Aussie, go. Love that. Um, hopefully this doesn't affect the WrestleMania weekend plans he has. Uh, a huge match going up with uh, Speedball Mike Bailey uh, for uh, Impact New Japan kind of crossover, I guess. That'll be a fun show, especially with that being secured. That'd be great. I think he's also uh, scheduled to appear at the uh, Mark Hitchcock Super Show. So that'll be fun. Whatever he could do there, I'm sure would be be blessed. Hopefully it's better than Bret Hart just coming to say hello and peacing the fuck out of there. So good luck. Good luck to you all there. But we shall see. And hopefully Will Ospreay's got a speedy little recovery coming. Um, crazy news doesn't really make sense to me with how AEW's kind of been lately, but they're adding another hour to TV, apparently, per Andrew Zarian. There's a talk of another show being added on TBS Saturdays, 6.05. I believe that's kind of like a, a historical uh, time for wrestling. Uh, before my time again, I'm I'm a millennial, so I don't, I don't touch that. Um, another in-ring show, so it's going to add a fourth hour of wrestling for AEW, which that's um, that's good, but it could always be better, better quality. So we'll see. The fifth hour total with the uh, the all access show coming. So they're really um, they're really impressing Warner Brothers if they're getting all this time. But uh, you could impress the wrestling elitist a little more. That's all we're saying, Tony. And finally, eleven thirty rampage this Friday. NCAA tournament's taking over, so do not bother trying to stay up for that. It's not going to be worth it. Watch the tourney. Go to bed. Wake up Saturday and uh, enjoy your St. Patrick's Day on Friday because that's uh, that's more important. It's my mother's birthday as well, so happy birthday, Mom. Um, also, what else is going on in the world? Not too much. So I guess I'm going to wrap this up here. This is super quick, um, but we love you at the Wrestling Elitist here. But we love when you go to the website, WrestlingElitist.com. You find all our reviews, ratings from Chris. You go to Twitter, you follow us, you share everything we post, you go on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, apparently, you can't go on Pandora, but if you could, you give us a, a review with five stars, you, you tell your friends again, and, and we love you for that. So please enjoy your 316, crack your Steve Weisers, and uh, Rick Rude, hit that shit. Hit the music!